You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 129. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 129. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, my love. Hey, governor. Hello, governor. (laughs) How are you? I am doing really good. You making it through the holidays okay? I am making it through the holiday. I well, I think our last episode was really helpful. Was it? It was helpful to myself. Yeah. It's Me too, quite- actually. Like it helps just uh, kind of get your mind frame right. Well, what's funny is a lot of pretty much all of the shit that I share with people is is stuff that I've learned the hard way. Absolutely. So, I'm the same it, way. It's not because I have like the easiest time having conversations or I have the easiest time handling parents or saying no or it's because I had a really tough time with it for mm-hmm. a long, long duration and then was finally able to figure some shit out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this works. Maybe I should help other people do it. <laughs> so just- you've already been, uh, always been a good communicator. You've just refined it. Thanks, babe. Yeah. I think so. For sure. Which, by the way, you guys... I'm writing a book. <gasps> That's right. I haven't told them about this. No. You, you got guys, approached by, um, what was it? Uh, by a publishing house. I, I don't want to say house. yet because yeah, no, like no, who no. knows. You never know. But I have been approached by a publisher, a publishing house as they call it in the biz. That's what they say in the biz, yeah. <laughs> a little inside, <laughs> I know. Um, but I'm really, really excited about it and – I think a lot of it is going to be specifically around these sorts of things like communication and really conveying what you need to convey to other people. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today, which is Sweet. how to have tough conversations like a badass. Like a badass. So this could Like a joy junkie. <laughs> like a joy fucking junkie. And it really can <clears throat> apply to lots of different types of relationships. I would say it's this will be most prominent in interpersonal relationships. You could probably do some of these skills and things that I'm sharing with you today with a boss or somebody that's like uh, in a business sort of, you know, a colleague or something like that. But this, I, you'll see that most of this is more related to uh, like spouses or, or family and friends, people that are a little bit more intimate of sure. a relationship. Absolutely. So... I think we're going to have some good stuff. Oh, oh my Sounds God. Sounds good. The retreat. The retreat. You guys, we talked about this last week. We were able, what? No, no. Oh, I'm, I thought you were going to say something. We were able to secure uh, a handful of more rooms. We had a limit of like 30 rooms and then we, or excuse me, 30 spots available for our retreat that we're taking people on in May of 2016 to Cancun, Mexico, myself and two of my favorite, favorite colleagues. This is our second year doing this. And last year we did a cruise. This year we're doing a resort, which I'm yeah. so pumped about yes. because I am not about those tiny ass cruise ship 
rooms. They are pretty I was small. Like, this, this is a little claustro <laughs> for me. Hey, you can imagine me on there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have been like, I need a smaller roommate. Right? Mr. Smith is gigantic, you guys. You're like trying to fit a bass into a sardine can. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So we thought we were only going to have 30 spots available. And we just learned from the resort a few weeks ago that we are able to have 15 more spots or 14 more spots rather. So we, those are are actually starting to fill already. So get, we, we anticipate that the all the rest of those will be gone in December. So if you need something to let your close family or friends know that you want for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate (laughs) like we talked about last week glad tidings for everybody glad tidings this might be the perfect thing to say I want to go on this retreat with these crazy ass life coaches so that I can learn about dealing with my inner critic we're going to have an entire day that's all around targeting your inner critic your self-talk and we're going to do a day on communication we're going to do a day on confidence we're going to do a day on dealing with other people in your life like re- we call it re-entry so each day you're going to have workshops and stuff with both myself Kira and Andrea and my co-parts and you'll be there with like 30 40 incredible badasses who don't know anybody else who are scared shitless everybody's been saying i'm so scared i'm so scared (laughs) but i know i need to do it and i'm like that's called scared sighted when you're scared and excited but you know you need to do it you know you know you need to do it so handful of spots left we would love to have you all the information everything you need to know is at triple t retreat.com how do you spell that (laughs) <laughs> triple t-r-i-p-l-e the letter t oh okay okay retreat.com okay yeah all right sounds good do i need to spell retreat no i think i can get you retreat. got it okay yeah, retreat i got oh my god but we're so excited we're talking about all the fun stuff we're getting together and the challenges we're gonna have for everybody and mm. last year we did this really awesome thing where we did a scavenger hunt that we sent all of our students out on and the winner of the scavenger hunt won a unicorn flask oh how funny that kira brought so now the unicorn has become a tradition now so the unicorn flask is up for grabs oh and the the gal who won last year is coming this year we have three people (laughs) who came the first year and they're coming again how awesome but there's only three, so most people don't know, know each, each other, other at all, at all, at all. So she's like, I'm bringing the flask. <laughs> I intend to take it home again. You know, like all, like, <laughs> competition, you know, competitive about it. That's I'm funny. like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So it's just a blast. It's the perfect mixture of really deep, connected trainings on how to be who you want to be in this world all the shit that we talk about on the pod all while you're in a beautiful place exactly while you're in like a resort and And it's always nice to get away from your normal everyday places because you kind of like have a tendency to grow a little bit more when you're not 
Yes. When you're removed. When you're removed and when you're surrounded by all like-minded people. A bunch of people that are in the same boat. Absolutely. And I was talking about this with some of my colleagues the other day. I think there's just something that happens with within the realm of personal development because every single class I've taught, every single retreat that we've done, every time I've gone to a coach training, it's like immediate love fest. doesn't matter I think it's just because we're all in the same boat. We're yeah. all hungry to grow. Yeah. We're all scared shitless. We're all ready to bear our soul, but scared to do it, but ready, you know? Yeah. And it just creates this incredible environment. It really it's very does. different than people getting together to learn how to cook. Yeah. It's like yeah, we're yeah, ready yeah, yeah. to deal with some shit, <laughs> you know? And it's just beautiful. And it's friends that's for awesome. life. It's just incredible. So cool. if you if you guys want to grab one of those last spots that's remaining, and we do have a payment plan available, it is all-inclusive, Go to triple T retreat.com. All right, babe. It's time for a little. Would you rather? Yeah. This would you rather is, um, I, I think it's an easy answer. Okay. But I don't know. All right. So, would you rather have the ability to change genders whenever you want or change your age whenever you want? Aged. That's what I see. It's an easy one, right? I, I don't but you be still, a dude, I don't think. You still die at your normal age, right? Like, you can move around whatever age you want, but you still die. It's not like you can just keep going back, keep going back. You know what I mean? Right. You live 85 years or 90 years or whatever you were planning, whatever you were meant to live, you live. What, do you, what, what sort of age would you want to go back to or go to? Oh, um... Well, I think, like, physically, I'd like to go back to, like, 23. Like, but- I was in prime. <laughs> I was in prime condition. I just, you know, I was playing basketball, and I was out of the military, and, like, it was, uh, my my physical self was at its best. Yeah. What about your mental state, though? Do you, does that go back also? I, that's a good question. So you didn't think through this, would you rather? I need you to bring your A game to your segment. <laughs> I'm never ready for all your questions. <laughs> um, I think that you could keep the wisdom that you have today, your your mindset, and because go back. that would be dope, right? That, I think everybody wants that, right? Well, because what if you go back to being five and you're like a genius <laughs> and you're all like personal <laughs> developed and like I didn't even think about that. You're like reciting poetry. <laughs> you're talking about like. <laughs> positive self-talk right <laughs> that's not how you speak to me yeah right i don't want to talk about religion mom i'm an established a boundary <laughs> that's funny i think that's a disempowering belief can you imagine i think i'm with you for me my prime was 30 30 yeah, yeah. i got in really 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 great shape my knees weren't giving out on me <laughs> Uh, but wait, what was the other? Oh, change gender. Like I'm not. Like let's say that. That's not really something I care yeah, about. Care to do. Yeah, I guess you're right. But you know, so for some people, it's kind of like. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I did see that meme the other day that was like an elephant that was flinging its trunk around, like it was swinging oh, its trunk that. around. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the, the caption said like, "If women could be men for one day, <laughs> it's like you would wiggle your wiener around all, <laughs> all day. day long." And boys would play with their boobs if they were a girl. Of course, right? of course. That's right. So anyway, well, there you have it. Let's talk about how to have some tough conversations. With okay. People. 
okay? So this, I want you to think about an area in your life that perhaps you don't broach a conversation, you don't bring something up, you don't speak up to your partner, your spouse, to your brother, your best friend, your mom, because of fear, because you're afraid, one, you're going to hurt them, you know, like you're actually inflicting pain on them, Mm -hmm. or you are afraid of what they might say, you're afraid you're going to come off wrong, you're afraid you're going to sound like a bitch. So these are the sorts of areas that I want to kind of take away some of that fear for you because if you've listened to me for any length of time you know that you can talk about almost anything you need to talk about even if it's something that somebody else doesn't want to hear as long as you're really intentional about how you deliver that information most of the time our biggest missteps are that we never say anything and therefore give a give a completely false assumption about what's going on with us yeah or we wait till it becomes so dire that we blow up and explode and we do hurt so people. true and we do so come true. and they're like holy shit where'd this come from right so i want you to think about that area what is it maybe it's your partner and you have some stuff that you would like to talk about related to sex or related to money or career you're concerned about where they are in their job or their mm-hmm. lack of ambition or it's your best friend and she says is always talking about diet and you're I, I have. Some, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I have an example that we can use. Okay. Uh, for this talk, for this episode, if I think. Okay. I have a client okay. who is going through some real physical ailments. Okay. But we found that they are not physical ailments. Okay. They are manifesting physically. Okay. But they are actually emotional angst that's locked up. Wow. Okay. Right now, she was. A very uh, prominent person in her career. Okay. She um, she's never been married. Finally got married at a late age. Mm-hmm. And he's a very controlling individual. Okay. Uh, he controls the money. You know, he makes a great amount of money. She doesn't have to work anymore. She lost her job during the recession. Okay. Lost her house during the recession. Lost her dog. She had all these things happen. Okay. Right. And then she got married two years ago and has had these. Uh, back pains and you know just pain that travels all over her body kind of like a fibromyalgia okay um but we found that it was because she wasn't um being clear with her husband about not being fulfilled in her role yes so can we use that example totally okay well and that also not to be a life coach or anything i think that there's probably a lot of stuff around control there Uh, no absolutely Absolutely. But being able to communicate that to your spouse. Yeah, that's a perfect one. That's a perfect analogy. Okay. So, okay, we'll we'll use that one. But I also want you to to think about, like, is there – this is a perfect thing, too, for your hairstylist when you don't tell them what you really think about the (laughs) cut. Like, come on. Like, we need to start speaking up. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're paying for that. Maybe you have a group of people that you're tied to because of habit. Like some people, maybe you decided that you want to stop drinking as much, but you have that one friend of yours that all you do together is drink. Yeah, got that or one. Or you have that best friend that the, the thing you had in common was you ate, you know, you ate a bunch of food and you 
commiserated about being fat or overweight and talked shit about skinny people. And now you're totally changing your lifestyle or something like that. Yeah. Or you found a new religion or you or personal development, which is kind of like a religion. And you Spirituality. you are at, yeah of or related to spirit. Now you have something that it's like, oh, I need to kind of give voice to this, but I'm so afraid of how it's going to land. So think about what that issue is for you. So the first item of business, the first thing is to get really, really clear about what you are asking for, what your request is before you even broach the conversation. Mm. Because a lot of times what's really clear to us at the beginning, like your client, is discomfort. I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy with this person. They can change it. So let me just bring up to them how I'm unhappy. Right. Instead of saying, here specifically is what I'm asking for from you. So this is a piece of like gearing up. We talked about gearing up a lot last week. So if you know you're going to go into a conversation with your partner and you are going to talk about, hey, listen, I've realized in working with my my massage therapist that I'm carrying a lot of angst and issue around and I want to share it with you, be really clear what you're asking for. So are you going to ask for what I really need? And this is this is a great thing to say to pretty much everybody because we all go into fix-it mode when somebody brings us something, mm-hmm. is to say, I need to share some stuff with you and I really just need you to hear me. I don't need a solution. I just, I got to get this out. Mm-hmm. And I value you. I love you. I love our relationship. And I know it's not fair to you for me to not express this. So I, But I know you love me and you're going to naturally want to fix it. So what I'm asking is that you don't, that you just hear, just listen, you know? Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, like that's what you need in the moment of the conversation. Beyond that, what are you asking for? So in her situation, she might be saying, I'm specifically asking for my own bank account. Right. Or I'm specifically asking for you not to say this particular phrase that you always say that's triggering to me. Or if it is, like, let's say it's something in the bedroom. I'm specifically asking that you do this differently or that we go take this sex class together. Or uh, if you want more romance, instead of just saying, I want more romance. What the fuck does that mean? What? Are, how are you going to know? How does your partner know if they are What's me- romance to you? meeting your romance standards, right. right? So you need to say, what that looks like to me is I would like us to have two dates a month. Or romance is little gestures or acts of kindness. I would love it if you did, took the trash out three times a month or three times a week or something like that. That shows me that you care. It's romantic to me. It's an act of service. Whatever. (laughs) But if we just say, here's what I, I need more of this. It's like telling, it's the same way if you, people do this during the the new year also, where they go, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to lose weight. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what, what? How much weight? What does that mean? When yeah. are you going to know if you've made your well, goal? I lost or a not? pound, so I lost weight. But is right? that really what you were shooting? Is that the goal? That wasn't your goal, you right? But if you don't be specific about it, you won't know. Or it's they'll so say true. things like, "This is the year of my business." Well, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> is it a six-figure type of year? Is it the year that you launch your book, a new program, you hire staff? Like, what constitutes what you're asking for? Right. So um, I've had a situation with a best friend of mine who um, 
she used to talk a lot about I, I guess I shouldn't say best friend because everybody knows who my best friend is. They're going to think it's Andrea. It's not Andrea. <laughs> um, uh, she would talk a lot because of the industry that she was in. She would talk a lot about body image and be really negative about her body and about just weight in general and food in general. And I had to say, I cannot engage in these conversations. Very specifically, I don't want to to either hear you say negative things about your body or negative things about body image in general. Right. Other people, yourself, whoever, I don't want to engage in those conversations. That was very clear. It's very clear if that happened or did not happen. And that was my request. And so knowing that ahead of time, before you go into the conversation, which I'm going to tell you how to do that too, but be really clear what you're asking for. You know, so that's what I would tell your client too. Yeah. Like what, not only well, just to have him listen, but what do you want to be different? What what I told her, because we just figured this out, I said, make sure that you are right. Like I want you to speak kindly to yourself this week. Um, say things. Don't don't. You know, I, I what did I tell her? I told her, don't um, get caught up in all of the voices in your head, all the things that are telling you they're taking you this way and that way. Get very clear. Know the tone of what that voice is saying and separate it from yourself just a little bit. Find out what it is, refine what it is that you really want from from you. Mm-hmm. And then you might be able to talk to your partner a little more clearly about what it is that you need. Totally. So get yourself right first. Yes. And then you'll be able to really communicate to your spouse what it is that you need instead of just going, I'm unfulfilled. Yes. Right? Like, get clear about what you're unfulfilled in. Yes. And how your partner might be able to help you get where you need to be. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's what I told her. Your partner is not responsible to make you happy. But they can make your job a shit ton harder or a shit ton easier. Absolutely. That's what you're looking for is collaboration, somebody to support you to make your job easier. It's still your responsibility to figure uh, out what's going on with you, like you were saying. Correct. But I don't want to be surrounded by friends, family, spouses who make my job hard all the fucking time. I just don't. I agree. Right? I'm with you. I like myself too much. <laughs> so great, great point. And I think that you really tapped into something that happens really commonly is when we get uncomfortable, we're unfulfilled, we're unhappy – we're pissed, we're not super happy in our work life or something like that, finances are a strain. We instinctively want to blame. We want to we want to make it somebody's fault. So if you don't do that inner work like you just talked about, like really looking at am I carrying this? Am I being so negative to myself that I'm causing my own ailment? Is it really him? Is it really what he's saying or not saying or right. contributing or not contributing or controlling or not contributing? Is it really him or is there shit that I need to own here? If you don't do that step, you always go to your fault. Blame, 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 yeah. which locks you into perpetual victimhood. Absolutely. Which, it, if I may, this client actually tapped on. <clears throat> she found that she would her body would hurt and ache and she wouldn't be able to do things and it would get attention from her partner. Okay. Right? Where she wasn't getting that attention. She wasn't getting what she needed from him and that was her way of getting it. And probably not from herself either. 
Right. But, you know, it manifests physically. Totally. So that she could get that attention. It's all tied together. Mm. I mean, you wonder why you run yourself ragged. You, you know, my mom would always call it burning the candle at both ends. And then you get sick. Yeah. You get stressed out. And then you come down with a cold. That is exactly what's happening with this client. Yeah. You don't handle enough of your emotional, spiritual self. It will fucking come out physically. Comes at you. It has to. It ha- It's like... You it's know, find a energy way out. cannot be created or destroyed. It just transfers. That's right. So, all right. Anyway, get, <laughs> I know that was a segue. Not or, to get or a scientific on your but, asses, but yeah. all right. So the second thing, after you've gotten really clear, you've done your own work, you figured out what your own shit is, what you're actually asking for from your partner, which can also be tied together. By the way, like for instance, if I know. Um, I, let's say, I'm having a really, really, really hard time with with my own health or my own body image or something like that, I could come to you and and say, I am so happy for you that you are working out as hard as you are and you're feeling so good in your body and I'm so proud of you. Right now, that's really triggering for me because I'm not happy where I'm at. I recognize that that's not yours to carry. Mm -hmm. It's not your responsibility to make me feel good. I'm just requesting from you. I would love to be able to celebrate that with you. I just don't think I can right now. Could you turn to somebody else to share your fitness excitements or your, you know, if that's a trigger for me at the moment. But that's the piece of owning what's your shit and what's not. Because a lot of times we go, you know what that does to me. You know what, you know how that makes me feel. Mm -hmm. Blame, 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 making people wrong. Instead of going, listen, I'm highly triggered by that right now. I'd really appreciate it if you didn't, you know, and we did that with um, issues with family when we were going through like our shit storm of 2014. And, you know, I'm used to turning to you about stuff going on with your family. And you were like, I need you to turn to somebody else for this. Right. You didn't make me wrong. I was having enough trouble with it. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't make me wrong. You didn't say, how do you think I can handle it? I can't handle that. You know, you didn't do any of that. You just said, I think this might be something that's too touchy for me to be there for you. So, and that takes a while to develop. It does. Right? It really does. So keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) buy my shit (laughs) buy the shit I'm selling everybody (laughs) oh my god All right. so after you figure that out after you've dealt with your own shit you know specifically what you're asking for then you simply request the time to talk ask for the time to speak to somebody because a lot of times we go hey you got a minute and they just got home from work or they're mm-hmm. really stressed out or they're frustrated. That's so true. Or they're hangry. Or or we came up with anxious. Anxious. When you're hungry I'm a little and anxious. Anxious. <laughs> we think we're so witty. But there can be a ton of situations where like maybe they just just got done doing some of their kids and they're super stressed out or they're exhausted or they're drunk or they're watching TV or they're whatever. Ask for, like, the sanctity, the sacredness of the time to have a a valid conversation. So make sure it's a good time. Make sure it's not, uh, like, yeah, yeah, what, what, what's going on? What? Well, you could, you know, you know, what works for us is a, um, right around eight o'clock, you have some time to kind of catch up. Yeah. Put our calendars together, talk about some things, you know, and then we put it all together and talk it out right and yeah. and people have a chance to kind of like get 
prepped. Right. Get ready for the conversation instead of just, hey, I need to talk to you. Right. Oh, we need to talk. You know? It sounds all scary. Right. Yeah. So, again, grace and kindness. When you even request something that from somebody like that, like just some time to speak, like, hey, I've got some stuff I'd really like to run by you. Do you have, I don't know, maybe like 30 minutes or so, like in the next, in the next week where we could chat? Something like that. Sure. Like if you extend something to, at the beginning that says, I value you and our relationship, like there's something I'd love to run by you or there's some stuff I've been learning lately and I'd love your thoughts on it or there's some stuff I really think I need to share with you that I've never told you that I think is kind of unfair and I'd love the opportunity to do so. All of those things kind of say I value you. And it's also a vulnerability. It's a vulnerability mm-hmm. which usually elicits vulnerability invo- yep. versus defensiveness eliciting more defensiveness. Exactly. But it also is a nicer way to say, we need to talk. Yeah. Which is almost always a red flag of like, holy shit, I'm in trouble. For words we never Because that's hear how it's many. always been. That's right. Right? Yeah. So requesting the time to talk. Third thing, own your shit in the matter. And I talk about this a lot. And a lot of times, it like for instance, in this situation with your client, it, it might be that she really needs him to do something differently. But her role in the matter could very well be that she's just never told him. Right. We talked about this a lot last week with our dealing with family during the holidays and stuff and the things that we get so irritated by. A lot of times what we get irritated by is stuff we've never told the other person we want them to say or do differently. So true. Yeah. That's our thing to own. So even if it's like, Something else that your partner's doing that isn't right or frustrating or you really want them to make the change, you got to start by owning that you probably haven't expressed this as clearly as you could have. And because you value that friendship, that relationship, that family member, that spouse, you want to give them that gift. And so you say it like that. Like, hey, listen. I always tell people, blame it on me, blame it on the podcast. Hey, I've been listening to this podcast and I realize there's been some stuff that I really want to share with you that you would seriously have no idea because I've never told you. And that is totally on me. That's my shit. That's my shit. (laughs) Well, Gwen Stefani hit there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But that's how you start it. And again, when you start from that place, it's like, oh, they... They want to set me up for success. You, you cannot predict how it's going to land. Some people are going to take things personally and over the top and be way emo, no matter how nice you, no matter if you give them a Ferrari at the same time. Sure. So that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to do this, to have these conversations in a way in which you're proud. So I'm giving you these tools to help you lean into something that typically is more effective, but then to also just be really proud of how you've conveyed the information so if you start in psychology they call it a soft startup where you are saying hey listen i don't know if i've always set you up for success i don't know if i've ever even told you this and that's not really fair i've done this actually with with my very best friend andrea because we run a business together and i think i've shared this before that i do all of our tech stuff or i used to anyway and 
I didn't tell her how stressful it was for me and how long it was taking me. And when I finally did tell her, she was like, wow, you really sell it well. Mm. I thought, I assumed, because you're so good at this shit, that it takes you like two minutes. So when you're like, I'll take care of it, I assumed that that took you two minutes to do. And I'm like, oh, really? It took me all fucking weekend. Wow. Whose fault is that, though? Yeah. I didn't give voice to it. I told you, and I Mm -hmm. got, and I would share how pissed off I was, but I didn't tell the person it matters to who could actually make a difference. And the other thing that has been really helpful is that every time I've brought something to her, she's always super receptive, especially when I broach it that way with kindness. So now if I have something to talk to her about, I start with that, and I say, you know what, every time I bring something to you, you are so amazing about supporting me. And I realize that it's my issue to bring it to begin with. And you would have no idea. So I use that. You know, my mom is the same way. Most of the time, when I really gear up and I handle myself kindly and I don't charge ahead really defensively and combatively, and I say like, hey, I really wanted to talk to you about something. She's really open. Right. And so I can say... I know that you're always really willing to hear me out. And I love that about you and I appreciate you. Here's what I want to talk about. And then that's when you really get clear. Now, if it is a matter of like your client, what you were talking about, I really highly suggest that you explain your interpretation of their actions. So he might think, oh my God, I came to her rescue. I take care of all the finances. I take care of this. This Mm -hmm. is my way to show my love. Why isn't she happy? Why isn't she fulfilled? Like, I've done all this for her. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And And that's exactly, I mean, I I can't speak for him because I don't know. I haven't met him and I don't know. We don't know. But it seems like that's the case. You are making up how that person feels. You make up their intention unless you get straight from the horse's mouth what their intention is. That's right. So, the best way to do that is instead of going at somebody and saying, when you do this, you you make me feel this, you make me feel that, you make me... They don't... They're not trying to do that necessarily. They Only might that, be. But you have to control your emotions. Who knows? Right, right. <laughs> well, right. So the best way to say that is when you do X, Y, or Z, here's what I make up about that. When you handle all the finances and when you handle all of this, you know, uh, all the stuff with the house or all of the financial things, I interpret that to mean that you don't think that I can handle it or that mm. I can't contribute. You, you're responsible to share your interpretation. Sure. And in doing so, saying, and I don't know if that's totally fair. And I think there's a cultural piece, too. I think, you know, in in their culture, he is supposed to supposed do to be the one that does all this stuff. And okay. The, and the women aren't. Right. So. Well, and you never know. But that needs to be breached also. You know? It needs to be talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's another example of like we can typically, we can make make up somebody's story. Like, oh, well, they're this ethnicity, so they always view things this way. Okay. Well, now you are putting them in a hole. Right. It's always your responsibility to at least give them the opportunity to be what you need. If you've never given them the opportunity, that's on you. If you give them the opportunity and they choose over and over again that they don't give a shit what you need or what you want, 
that's a different story altogether. Then it becomes what are boundaries, ultimatums, things that we need, do we need to move on, whatever. But if you've never given them that opportunity. You have to. Or you've only said things while you're screaming, yelling, throwing shit, or being passive aggressive, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. I agree. All right. So explain your interpretation. So you can say, here's what I make up. Here's the truth I make up about that. Or you can say, like, this is how it lands over here. Here's how it Whatever your verbiage that you want to use is. I'm just trying to give you some ideas. Ideas, yeah. This is how it lands. This is how I interpret that. What I hear is. What it comes across to me is this. And I don't know if that's really your intention. That's why I feel like I need to ask you your perspective, your point of view, because here's what I'm making up. And we've done this like verbatim. I'm like, you know, we just had it with the sex thing. You were like, when you say that, you it comes across to me like you expect that it's my issue or that I'm supposed to write. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, you're right. I can totally see how that happened. And that's totally valid. You know, but had we not discussed that, you it probably would have been an eruption of a fight. Absolutely. Because we both felt backed into a corner. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So after you've explained the interpretation of their actions or here's how that lands when you do this, um, I have no idea what your intention is. That's why I'm asking you. Then you get really clear about what you're asking for, which is what full circle, what we talked about at the beginning. So now what is your request? Now what do you want differently now that you've brought this up? And something else that might be um, good to throw out there is if things start to get elevated if it starts to become close to an argument go back to vulnerability yeah say look i'm really trying to be vulnerable here i don't want to get into an argument Mm -hmm. i'm just trying to express what's going on yeah i'm just trying to get things clear so that we have better communication yeah right i really don't want this to escalate so and you have to use that tone of voice yeah right i don't want things to escalate here like, yeah, doesn't right. bring anything down. Right. Right? <laughs> well, I think you brought up a really great point. If you start putting your defenses up, that other person, expect them to put their defenses up. That's right. Don't expect to shut down and them not to shut down or keep prodding you or getting, you know, like you really need to model and embody the type of conversation you want to have. That's right. It's so true. If you, okay, Think about how when somebody is behind you driving and they honk at you, your instinct is to reciprocate that energy. To be like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, it takes... doesn't matter if who was wrong. Right. Right? Yeah. There's a negative. There's a charge coming at you. Our instinct is to reciprocate the charge. So it takes extra effort to go, I'm not going to let that driver get to me. Let me just breathe. That's not my shit. It is the exact same thing in an argument. It's so much easier to put up walls if the other person puts up walls. It's easy to get combative if the other one does, to get defensive if the other one does, to make wrong if the other one does. So you have to really, really model that, especially if it is a relationship where you have habituated shutting down, putting up walls, not being vulnerable, screaming Mm -hmm. and yelling. Mm -hmm. you got to do something differently if you want a different result. So true. Period. Purred. And again, please know, this is like physical fitness – for your relationship. It's so true. It's a yeah. conditioning. Yeah. You don't just lift a couple of weights and get a rocking body. You have to do this over and over again. You have to communicate differently over and over again to create a different result. But we're totally living proof that 
it's possible. That's We've right. nurtured this over years and years and years. It helps that I teach it, but but <laughs> it's possible. You yeah. know, we didn't always have as clear, succinct phrasing and verbiage for what's going on with us or, be, you know, being able to say what's what's true for us in each moment or being able to really clearly ask for what we want from right. the other person. And then the final point is be ready to c- collaborate and really hear what the other person has to say. If it's one of those, I'm assuming that it's a relationship in which it's a collaborative, like a best friend, you know, somebody you're really close to, family members, mom, spouse, somebody like that who you actually really are invested in how they feel about the matter. So let me give you an example. Sometimes people will think that in order to save a marriage, the only the only avenue is therapy. I think therapy is an amazing avenue, but I don't think it's absolutely for everybody and I don't think it's the only option. So for instance, if you decide what I'm going to clearly ask for from my partner is to start going to therapy and you get to this final phase where you're ready to hear them out, ready to collaborate and you just say like, here's my suggestion. You know, I really think it'd be helpful for us to talk to somebody. What do you think? And they, they're like, gosh, I just don't believe in the therapy modality. I'm really willing to work on this. But like maybe they had horrible experiences with therapy when they were a child. Or mm-hmm. maybe their parents were therapists. And it's like really sits grossly with them. So that's the point when you might go, okay, I'm re- that was your request. You wanted therapy. But now you're getting to this collaborative, really hearing your partner out. And you go, okay. What I want is to make progress in our marriage. I want to rectify this sex issue or this money issue or this blame issue or this jealousy, whatever the issue is. What are some alternative suggestions that you might feel comfortable with? And that other person might say, I don't know. Gosh, what do you think? Well, we could do a seminar. We could read a book together. We could do an online uh class together where we could do things only in the privacy of our own home we could work it you know we could talk to somebody at our church we could you know you can start brainstorming all these other options as long as what you're requesting from somebody is up for collaboration for both people or well that's uh that's keeping it teamwork Mm -hmm. right what's the name of this number one number uh, it's number six, but it's uh, yeah, what's be ready to collaborate. Be ready to collaborate. The other thing about being ready to collaborate is you were saying like be really there to, to listen. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between listening and hearing. Right. Right. Hearing is just like hearing something, but listening is actually taking it in. Yeah. And something that I'm uh, guilty of is not letting people finish their thoughts. Right. And that's another one. Like if you really want to hear, listen to what they have to say then don't cut them off. Let them finish. Yep. Let them get through it because they might be saying the same thing you're saying, but you're going to cut them off before they say it. Right. Right? That makes me very happy to hear you say that. I thought I'd throw that, that in there. <laughs> I thought it would. <laughs> I'm really glad you know that about yourself, babe. <laughs> I'm learning. I learn from the best. Well, can I can I always reference pod 129 at minute, four, <laughs> minute 42. Oh, I'm on record. <laughs> When you cut me off, that sounds fantastic. Um, but uh, you, I know you're going to say that too. You remember episode 129, or right about minute? Yeah, perfect. No, but that's a really great point because that that really is about listening and hearing, and 
that's a huge piece of vulnerability. Yeah. If somebody is expressing something to you and you don't really acknowledge it, that's like them really presenting their soul and you're like, done. Not even, I don't care, only my agenda is important. Now, you might be asking for something that is cut and dry. Like you might be asking for a divorce and you don't want to work it out. You know, and that might be something that there isn't a collaborate collaboration or you might say it might be something like I really, really want to go back to school. It's not an I, you know, or I really do want kids or don't want kids. And it might be a deal breaker where there isn't any collaboration available. Yeah. You know, so I obviously can't give you every single scenario of course but it's a 30 minute pod you know like right i mean now it's going it's going over but uh so anyway really looking at getting clear about what your request is before you even talk requesting the time to talk setting starting by really owning your own shit explaining your interpretation of their actions how it lands with you what you make it mean being really clear with them what you are requesting, what you're asking, and then finally really being able to collaborate if it's a collaboration type of relationship. Right. So hopefully that that was helpful. Hopefully it was helpful. I know it's helpful for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, babe. Thanks I for owning you your shit. I really, and especially for thousands of people to hear. It's collaboration. I appreciate it. All right, guys. <laughs> so hopefully that was really helpful for you. Again, if you're interested in, in more stuff like this, myself, Andrea, and Kira are all going to do an entire day workshop on effective communication and how to talk to people Perfect. and how to do these sorts of things. So if you're interested, again, go to tripletretreat.com and snag one of those spots before they are all gone. We would love to meet you in real life. It'd be so incredible. So we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out.